Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family just by being here with me listening to this podcast you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true let's do this together happy friday welcome back i hope you guys have had a beautiful week we are here with the Q&A section from last week. So without further ado, let's get started. So we've asked like, what diet is the best diet for inflamed body? So having inflammation. So the best diet is just eliminating your food intolerances. That's hands down the best thing you can do. And so we talked about just before and the fertility food program, it's really laid out, like really laid out of what you need to do, where you need to go. Say like myself, you've eliminated the top five food intolerances. Where should I go from there? The autoimmune paleo diet is an amazing low inflammatory diet, but it's really hard to do because I mean, think about eliminating the top five. And if you go into a grocery store, like 80% of that food is gone, right? Gone. When you go onto an autoimmune, you take out like another 10 to 15% of that food. And all that food is healthy, but it's just not healthy for you. So it's really like taking the baby steps because I'm even working with a client right now that knew she should go autoimmune paleo year ago, but it was just too overwhelming. It was just too much. And it is like when you look at it and you see what's on and off the table is like, can't do that. Like how can anyone live that way? So you slowly have to get into it and you need support. And then it becomes a lifestyle. So I've been on my form of an autoimmune paleo diet for almost six years now, seven years, and it just becomes who you are. And when you know your food intolerances and actually the healthier your gut becomes, you can withstand some of those food intolerances more so than when you have um, low gut health, but you just tend to learn to just not go there anymore because it's not worth it. It's not worth all your symptoms. And especially if you're still wanting to achieve pregnancy, it's it's worth giving up those things and getting into a new lifestyle than still dealing with infertility month after month after month. You kind of just, you know, that's why I talk about in the fertility food program, the number one thing missing from your diet is your mindset because it's hard, 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 hard. Yes, diet can definitely lower inflammation. So Inflammation can come from everywhere. So it can come from your diet. It can come from your stress. So even if you're on the perfect fertility diet and your stress levels are way too high, that can mess with your gut health and pretty much derail all your good diet and supplement routine. Your environmental toxins cause inflammation and your mental health. Your mental health can really, really pin you down in your your ability to heal and grow. So if you are 
dealing with like traumas, um, this can really affect your health. And so it's important to explore those past traumas and recognize them for what they are. And traumas themselves don't have to be dramatic. It's It doesn't have to be a really dramatic incident. It's your own personal trauma that's just stayed with you and kind of helped to create who you are. So your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about your body, your beliefs about what you can achieve. So I made a TikTok the other day about accountability. So when you start anything new, you're most likely going to need outside accountability. So fertility food is priced really, really well. So like I want everyone to be able to come into fertility food and get that functional medicine because functional medicine can be really expensive. But so within the fertility food, I said, go out and get some accountability. So usually money is the best accountability. I know that when I was working with my health coach and I was paying him over $200 an hour, I did what he said. So if he put me on a 30-day challenge, I did not cheat on that challenge, not even on the last day. So making accountability a real thing. So finding someone who you trust and giving them an amount of money that would maybe physically hurt you or make you cry if you didn't get back to be able to stick to the things that you need to do. And once you start working on your self-love, and start loving yourself enough, you don't need that accountability as much. You start doing it for you because you know that these things are going to bring you what you want in life. So so yes, I hope that helped with the inflammation. No PCS, no endometriosis, been trying for 12 years. So unexplained, I'm imagining and... Yeah, start looking in other places that your doctors aren't looking, especially your fertility doctors. So that's why my journey was so long as well, is no one was looking at my gut health. And why would you? Like, you're trying to get pregnant. That's all about your lady bits, right? And that was the core of where it was, is my gut health was making me infertile. So, and like I said before, it was because my A quality was poor and because my body was rejecting the, the embryos. So you really want to start looking at other places other than your lady bits and try not to get hung up on diagnosis or test results because like I said, they're a snapshot in time. You definitely have more power than you realize to improve your situation. And whether that is if you need medical assistance or not, you when you go for medical assistance, your body still has to do a lot of hard work. You still have to grow that egg and you still have to grow that embryo when it's put back into you. And so you really want to do as much as you possibly can to improve your chances. Secondary infertility and Hobie just referred me to, so now I don't know what to do. Sorry, I don't know these abbreviations. I have a timer on my phone that tells me that I'm loved. (laughs) See, this is all mental health working on it. So secondary infertility is really closely linked to unexplained infertility because it's unexplained, right? Like you've already had a baby and now you can't have a baby. So my easiest explanation is that for people with unexplained infertility, they just fell off their fertile cliff before they had a baby. Where with secondary infertility, you had your baby, you were healthy enough to get pregnant because don't misinterpret health with pregnancy. The crackhead on the street has proven you do not need to be healthy to get pregnant. So 
it's not about health for us dealing with any type of fertility issues. It's just our genetics expressing inflammation in that way. Like we unfortunately were just, that's just the way it is. So with secondary infertility, it's very similar. You need to get down to the root cause of what's going on. You know, stress levels might have gotten a little bit out of hand after, you know, first baby was born. Your foods, maybe, you know, you're not eating as healthy. So it's really getting back to the core things. (laughs) Those damn crackheads. Yeah, totally. Honestly, it's just like mind blowing, right? And I think that's why there's such a hard fight when you come from a place of not understanding like I'm healthy I don't drink I don't go out but I don't eat McDonald's every day why can't I get pregnant and she can and it's really you can't think that way because it's all down to your genetics and you just got to focus on what you can control you can control those things you know other than regrowing bits and especially eggs like we're all born with a certain amount of eggs so that's a real scientific fact there's lots of things you can do to improve your situation so if you have endo, endo is a an autoimmune issue. So if you're dealing with endometriosis, definitely look into uh, food intolerances, stress levels, all those things, because you can't get rid of your endo, but you can manage symptoms. Can it mess with your hormones and progesterone? Food, yes, 100%. So think of it as inflammation. So your food intolerances, your stress level, your mental health, your environmental toxins, they basically just cause inflammation. And so your endocrine system starts in your brain and goes to your ovaries. Your gut health is super important in controlling hormones. So if those things are out of whack, then your hormones go out of whack too. So why? I started this live was talking about this beautiful woman not having periods. And that's a huge thing. Hormones are out of whack. There's probably a lot of inflammation going on. So how do I look into gut health? I'm currently getting tested for NK cells, but how do I know what foods are not agreeing with me? I have no food intolerances as I know my first IVF failed. Okay, so with your food intolerances, once again, it's down to elimination diet or a food sensitivity test. The fertility food program helps you walk through that elimination phase. Oh, I really had two quality embryos transferred. Yeah, so I feel for you on that because my second IVF, I had a really high quality embryo transferred and it wasn't successful because I didn't realize I had high NK cells. So you want to look at your your common symptoms, right? Infertility is the shining light. We all know we have fertility issues, but you got to take a step back and start getting real with yourself about what your normal health issues are. So can you list a few of those things to yourself? You don't have to do it (laughs) live on Instagram. But yeah, start getting real with yourself and what your other things like. So for me, I had gut issues. And even when I went on to a paleo diet, I still had some gut issues. And that was my big shining light. Some people have thyroid issues. Some people have skin issues. There's always something. You just got to maybe dig deep and be honest with yourself. So I have both endo and PCOS. I also have a topic. So sorry, ladies. 
So once again, it's really just getting back down to clearing out the inflammation. So I know, you know, it is is really not that basic because it's really hard to do these things. And past results don't necessarily mean that that's going to happen in the future. So we have to change up. Like, what can we change now to improve our results in the future? Because our bodies are getting older. Our bodies have had more months, more years of inflammation getting hammered and hammered and hammered. And we all have different cliff levels, right? Like my cliff was, I'm not joking, probably around 16. I'm pretty sure in hindsight, I was infertile at 16, definitely by 18. I can laugh now, but it's not funny. No need for Planned Parenthood for me. I had like natural one. I'm on a new diet now. I've cut out so much. Okay, so just keep going. It's time. It's time served. So unfortunately, diet and lifestyle is not a quick fix. Um, And I know with infertility, we feel time poor, right? Like every month we're reminded that it hasn't happened. But with new diet and lifestyle changes, you need to keep going. So with my situation, the year spent on paleo wasn't necessarily a waste of time, even though it wasn't the right diet for me. But it brought me to a certain level of health that when I figured out those other food intolerances I had, it literally took three weeks for the last remaining symptom I had had to go. Now, the way my story worked out, I don't know when my fertility clicked into place because we had our IVF son. So I was pregnant and then I was breastfeeding. And then when I got my period back, my husband actually went away for several months he ended up going to countries with the Zika virus. So we couldn't try naturally for six months and we knew we were going back for our last frozen embryo transfer. So we used protection. I went back for my last frozen embryo transfer and then I had a miscarriage. So that was a long stretch of time for me. I'm pretty sure my fertility came back into place at some point, especially when I was pregnant because I didn't have any guidance on my diet and my lifestyle that time. And I was so like, I was so strict with myself because I was so scared to lose this pregnancy. So I think my health really came back then my fertility health. But two months after my last miscarriage, I was pregnant naturally for the first time in eight years at the age of 36. So it's really time served. And unfortunately, I can't give you a timeline because it comes down to your personal genetics and how deep your root cause is. And also whether or not you're doing just enough of the right things. Like, I don't think you have to be perfect to get pregnant. Once again, the crackhead on the street has told us that, but you definitely need to be doing a certain amount to keep that inflammation low enough for your body to heal. And then once it has enough to heal, then it regenerates and then it is able to do. And remember, it takes three months for your eggs to mature. So the longer you do it, the healthier your eggs should theoretically become. So I hope that makes sense. So just keep going. Is there a diet for endo? Um, Probably something really similar to the autoimmune paleo diet because it is a autoimmune issue. But in saying that, once again, it's about finding your food intolerances. So everyone's a little bit different. And with the autoimmune paleo diet, 
the whole goal of the diet isn't to be on it the rest of your life. You really want to be able to bring as much as that healthy food back in. You just got to figure out what's right for you. So like I said before, I've been on autoimmune for about six, seven years. I still can't have tomatoes. I still can't have paprika. I have to really watch myself on things like potatoes and rice, especially if my gut health is low. I cannot have those things. I notice alcohol affects everyone's gut. Let's just be honest. You don't need a, you don't need to be infertile or dealing with an autoimmune issue. Um, alcohol, as much fun as it is, it's not great for anyone's gut health. So I've talked a load about how to find your food intolerances. So I'm not going to put everyone through that again. I am going to put this up on my IGTV. So if you want to go have a listen again to that and on my podcast, there's talked about it probably in every single episode. (laughs) And there is the fertility food program that helps guide you through how to figure out what your food intolerances is and just so much more information about goal setting, about mindset. There's a community within there. So if you're interested, just a tip. If you sign up for the free PDF guide, there is a little bit of a discount for you there. So I am finding fertility on IG, finding fertility on TikTok. Thank you so much for joining me. I love doing these lives. I really feel like I get to connect with you guys. And thank you for interacting and asking questions. I'm going to try to do these once a week for you guys now. But have a beautiful day. If you have any questions, just DM me and I'll either answer you quickly through the DM or I'll come on live and talk about your question for you on another live. So have a great day, guys. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.